All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Bible News Radio. I'm so glad that you have joined me today. I am Stacey Lynn, your sweet and lovable host. As you all have said, I would never say that about myself, just saying. <laughs> anyway, hey, I actually have uh, a continuation here show. Last time we did a show, we were looking at what some of the people are saying about who Jesus is, right? Um, and I have to tell you, I have gone through literally hundreds and hundreds of news articles. And so we're going to go ahead. We're going to play some audio from a very from a couple different sources. Um, but I just want to let you know that I feel a little bit overwhelmed with all the news that's out there. But in particular, I'm going to be focusing on what's been happening here in Middle Tennessee in Nashville, in the Nashville State Legislature in particular. Why? Because I live here. And also because I used to live in California, <laughs> lived in California my whole life, uh, pretty much. And the legislation, legislature in California is, um, it's, it's socialist, it's communist, it's Marxist, it's, it's, it's not good, you know. And pretty much anybody I know, pretty much all my friends that I know there would leave if it wasn't for family or uh, certain things that, that tie them there. Um, and, I, and I actually know quite a few of my friends actually have moved here to Tennessee, actually. Two of my friends in particular I went to grad school with. I was in a class of 21, graduating uh, class uh, 23, I think it was. And there's three of us that live in this area now out of the 23 of us. So just thought I'd share that with you um, because, you know, this isn't this isn't something I'm not familiar with, in other words. I I remember 20-something years ago standing at a school board meeting, um, you know, when there was activists from outside of the city of Orange's community coming in and bullying the school board about certain things, specifically with the homosexual agenda. But this here goes way, 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 way above what was happening 20-something years ago. First of all, there were six people murdered here in Nashville almost a month ago, okay? It's been almost a month since we lost children and adults. Three nine-year-olds and three adults in, their, in the prime of their life were just gunned down by a woman who was pretending or who was hijacked you know, jacked up on testosterone and whatever other chemicals she had, whether it was psychotropic drugs or whatever. But she she intentionally went in and murdered these people, okay? And Nashville has not released the, quote, manifesto. As I shared before, um, you know, part of the reason they haven't is because the LGBTQ P plus pedophile community has decided, has said basically, no, you can't do it. We don't want you to do it because essentially it doesn't go with the narrative, right? Which is to make everybody in that community, the victim and everybody who opposes homosexuality or in anything in that, in that alphabet soup thing, you know, the victimizer. So it doesn't go with the narrative, right? Um, and the last thing I read, because I get Google news alerts on these, the last thing I read about this was that um, there now the police or whoever is saying that there was no manifesto. It was just scraps of paper that Audrey Hale left, and it was all nonsensical and 
all this other stuff. There was, there's no way, there's no motive to know. Well, that's, that's not even, tr I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a lie. What I can tell you is that uh, even Janet Parcel in Virginia, also known as Washington, where she broadcasts from, you know, there's freedom of information requests out. There's a number of organizations who are trying to get this info. Audrey Hale is dead, so there's, like, you know, there's nothing worse that can happen to her. She's dead, right? Um, but what happened, what, what has happened is it's just unconscionable, really. Um, not only were Christians murdered, it was a Christian school that was targeted. Uh, the police aren't re releasing a manifesto because it doesn't line up with uh, the narrative, so they say. President Joseph Biden uh, has reached out to the Tennessee Three, and as of today, April 20th, um, it's being reported that on Monday, just in a few days from now, that the, the Three are going to be invited to the White House to meet with Joseph Biden, and yet for some strange unknown reason, Biden hasn't reached out to the victims of this Nashville um, tragedy that's taken place. So, you know, you got to ask yourself, why isn't Joe Biden in the, the Biden administration caring about the murder of six Christians here in Nashville? And what they're doing is they are actually applauding and they are uh, giving these three rebels in Nashville who are in the legislature um, a platform and kudos and no doubt there's going to be some backroom deals and funding that are going to be going towards the campaigns of these individuals and I want you to know that I have decided and I was telling my husband this that you know as much as it as much as I can I will be monitoring what's happening here in Tennessee because I guarantee you you're not going to hear it on your regular media and I will also tell you that you need to be praying, and this is just a lesson, you need to be praying for those who are in authority, but also in your own state where you're at, I would, I would encourage you to get on C-SPAN or get someplace else where you can at least begin to hear what's going on in your own, from yourself, you know, not the news clips or the bites that they're putting out, but actually listen to what's going on. I'm going to tell you what I've observed. I've basically observed in the last week, as I've been watching almost two hours a day, sometimes an hour, between an hour and two hours a day, as these representatives have disrupted the, the procedure, what's going on in the, in the House. They have uh, hijacked every piece of legislation the Republicans put out. Um, they have, um, in, in fact, today, just this morning, I don't have the audio, but I can just tell you the breakdown. There was a Republican representative who was putting forth um, a bill saying that people who are on unemployment should, uh, should they be offered an opportunity for a job interview, um, you know, they have to report whether or not they're doing this stuff. And they decide not to go to it, then they're going to not pay them for this week, for the week. Right? They're not going to give them benefits for the week. Well, two of the Tennessee three, because Gloria, for whatever reason, hasn't been speaking out today anyway, basically, you know, we're, we're basically saying, you know what, this is, 
uh, you know, this is persecution against black women because black women are the ones who are on unemployment. Can't believe you guys are like trying to persecute black women. I mean, it had nothing to do with reality. Um, and there was another bill that was put forth and Representative Justin, um, oh geez, I forgot his name. I'll, I'll get, I'll get that in just a second. Hold on. Justin Jones took me a second because they're both Justins. There's Justin Pearson and there's Justin Jones. Anyway, um, Justin Jones went after the Republican talking about how they wanted to raise money. Uh, they wanted to increase funding for the police and fire and EMT so that they could have upgraded um, stuff, like upgraded equipment and things like that to help. And yet uh, this guy was just opposing it, saying that you're trying to militar militarize the police and all this other stuff. And and the Republican legislators going, uh, no, this is basically, you know, there are a lot of little towns here in Tennessee and, and we're trying to make sure that the people who need the equipment, they, they can get it. And they just completely flipped it, complete, completely from, you know, just rules for radicals. We're just going to go ahead and make this all about us all the time. And so this is the tragedy, though. Not only is this, you know, happening in Tennessee, which thank God, and I literally do thank God that we have a majority here. Um, but what I will tell you is the thing that really gets on me is how both of these men are using Jesus as a symbol of their movement. Um, there is a theology known as liberation theology, and you know, there's black liberation theology and there's other forms of liberation theology where they basically use Christ as a symbol, as Craig Parcells said, instead of looking at him as a savior. And so Justin Pearson uh, recently was invited to speak at a church here in Tennessee and uh, around Easter time. And this is what he said, and I'm picking up this audio from Janet Parcells' show in the market with Janet Parcells. So here's, here is some of Justin Pearson uh, speaking about Christ. And this is just, just astounding to me. Listen to this. He can fight for gun control if he wants to. Welcome to the solidarity with people who are hurt. But when he starts giving me another Jesus, then I'm going to meet him in the marketplace and then we need to talk. So he stood at a pulpit in a church and said this. Jesus is black. We'd call, we could also say Jesus is gay and any other identity being humiliated. One of my students, Jacqueline Grant, said Jesus is a black woman, and she is right. Jesus is a way of talking about God's solidarity with people who are hurt and despised. This is Reverend Dr. James Cohn, the father of black liberation theology. And this is in his final book. Said I wasn't gonna tell nobody. Jesus is a black woman, and she is right. And he is wrong. And, and I will stop because you don't need to hear Janet's commentary. You can go listen to her show if you want it. But that was the only place I could find the audio. So here, you hear that? Okay. So I'm pointing this out because it's not just him. It's these guys who are being ra radicalized with black liberation theology. He actually pointed that out. 
And, you know, it, it's this idea that you can make Jesus whoever you want him to be. You can make him to be an ass- a symbol of whatever your cause celeb is, right? And instead of making him who he is. And what bothers me about this is that, look, you know what? Here's the truth. The truth is, is I, I'm very conservative, but I'm also very open-minded to other points of view. If I wasn't, I could never do the show. I look at the opposite worldview more than I do my own because I'm highly established in the word of God. I'm, I mean, I've, I've read the Bible for 40 years. I, I know it pretty well. Um, and what, what's really sad is most Christians don't. And so if you have somebody who's biblically illiterate and they're thrown this idea that Jesus is a black woman and that he's this, he's a symbol of the oppressed and blah, blah, then they don't know any better because they're not looking at the word of God and who he is, you know? And I have to tell you something from my reading of scripture for 40 years, I have to tell you, Jesus was never oppressed. Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when he came to earth, he humbled himself. He became like us so that he could ultimately carry out his plan which was to redeem us and to save us all from sin if we chose to accept the gift of who he was. The reality is, is Jesus came to his people, the Jews, first. Jesus is Jewish, Yeshua, Hebrew, name for Jesus. And the state, the nation of Israel was expecting their Messiah to show up, okay? So you have to understand theology in order to understand why Christ is so controversial, even with religious folk. You have a lot of people like Justin Pearson, Justin um, Jones, who are, you know, hijacking Christ because they're looking at him as purely a black man. Maybe he was. He was Jewish. He was dark skinned for sure. That's not even the point. The point is, is the religious leaders of the day of the Jews, the Hebrews, They were looking for their Messiah to show up. And when Christ showed up on the scene, fulfilling Bible prophecy from Isaiah all the way back through Genesis, he didn't show up the way that they expected him to show up. And what happened was he presented them the kingdom. He presented the Jews of that day the opportunity to have the kingdom there on earth right then and there if they had accepted who he was. Palm Sunday, we see Christ fulfilling scripture when when he went riding into Jerusalem on a donkey saying, blessed is he, you know, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Why is that so important? Because it was prophesied that the Messiah would do that. And they he was hailed, but then a couple days later, as you all know, he was crucified. And, you know, these guys would say it was the government that crucified him and blah, blah, and all this other stuff. Well, I mean, technically, there was a government action against it. But the bottom line is, if you you read the Gospels, you'll see that Jesus said that I laid down my life for the sheep. I willingly lay my life down. So he, he will, I mean, he could have taken himself off the cross. He could have done whatever he wants because he's God. But Israel rejected him as the Messiah And in order to prove to them he is who he says he is, he rose from the dead three days later. Okay? And not only that, but then he he walked among them. He he 
he appeared to over 500 people at one time, so barring, you know, people say, oh, it was a mass hallucination. Well, you don't know anything about hallucinations if you actually think that. Um, some people say, oh, they found the wrong tomb. Oh, this, oh, that. You know what? The evidence for the resurrection, the evidence for Christ walking on earth historically is so overwhelming, you have to literally be spiritually blind to not see it. And these people don't see it. They're hijacking the gospel story. They're hijacking what Jesus really did. And they don't really know what he did because they've bought into this, this lie of black liberation theology, which is at its core Marxism. Okay. You know, uh, if you listen to these people argue their points of view on the, on the floor of the Tennessee floor anyway, you know, one thing you'll see is it's very subtle if you don't know what they're doing. Number two, they're basically trying to make sure that the state has control over everything and that nobody is held personally accountable. I actually sat and watched Justin Pearson and Justin Jones uh, oppose um, help for the jail system because they wanted uh, more um, help for the prisoners who are in there, you know, they basically for them to be coddled and why, why are they having to pay the, the penalty for the crime, etc. The irony, and the irony to me here about this whole thing with their platform is that they're all about anti-guns, right? Let's not, you know, we don't, we don't want guns and stuff. And yet they're not even doing anything to target the black community where that gun violence is very high. You know, um, it, it's, 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 it's the irony of it all, right? But, but when you start messing with Christ and you start messing with who Jesus is, that's where, again, you know, Janet Parshall mentored me for many years, but I'd have to say, you know, that's where I step into and say, look, don't be messing with my Jesus. Don't be saying that my Jesus represents this because that is a false Jesus. And the problem is if you don't know that these ideas and these things are being said about our God, how are you going to defend what our God is or who he is? Not that God needs us, but he does say that we need to be ready to give a reason for the hope that resides with us, within us with gentleness and with respect, right? I can tell you that there's zero respect from these two individuals. Zero whatsoever. Just this morning, again, the speaker had to reprimand uh, Justin Jones because he was out of order. Completely disrespectful, by the way. And even after he was reprimanded, he actually went up to the, to the speaker and stood next to him and tried to reprimand him in person. I mean, it was, it, it was ridiculous. They literally spent about 15 minutes going back and forth uh, trying to school this young junior legislature about respect and what the rules of decorum are. They don't care. They don't care. But when it comes to Jesus, you and me, we have to care. We have to care. And here's why. I'm going to tell you, and I'm very, <laughs> very passionate about this, but the reason we have to care about how they're representing Christ is because we who hold biblically to what the God's word says are actually being persecuted. You got to ask yourself, why is the Biden administration completely not calling what happened in Nashville a hate crime? They're hiding the manifesto. They're praising these insurrectionists that came into the Tennessee Capitol, and they were insurrectionists. They're not... You know, the liberal media isn't calling them that. 
but that's exactly what they were. Same thing happened in January, as you know, that we, we've heard about. Um, and now they're uplifting these radicals who are representing a false Christ. In fact, I want you to hear what the press secretary said today when asked about whether or not the victims of Nashville, how come they haven't been invited to the Biden administration and to meet with Joe Biden? Here's what they had to say today. All right, sorry there for the brief pause, but I had to get the audio up. Okay, so this is White House Press Secretary Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre. I guess that's how you say her name, I don't know. But this is her answering the question. It's 30 seconds long. So Monday, you're gonna have three of the lawmakers who protested after- Peacefully protested. There was nothing peaceful about what they did, you guys. You gotta, I mean, if, first of all, if that was peaceful protesting, then, then, um, then the Biden administration is, has an interesting definition of what peace looks like, but that was not peaceful, but whatever. Peacefully protested after the Nashville Covenant School shooting. Have any of the victims or the victims' families been invited to the White House? I don't have anything to, to read out to you about any invite. Why? I just don't have anything at this time to read out to you any invite. What I can say to you right now is that the president is focused on getting things done. The president isn't focused on anything. The guy is demented. And his staff is filled with Marxist communists who don't actually really care all that much about America because they're, they're taking these people and they're doing that. And I am being bold enough to say that. And if you're a Democrat, I'm sorry. But... Um, but if you look at what the Biden administration is doing, what they're putting forth, it's actually hellish. It really, really, truly is hellish. So you gotta. So if you were one of those parents or children or uh, spouse of somebody who was murdered by this transgender activist who came in and murdered these people, um, and then you saw an insurrection, and then you saw Black Liberation theology proponents hijacking the deaths of your loved ones for gun control, how would you feel knowing that these people purport to follow a Christ that you don't follow because you actually follow the biblical one? It is horrific. I'm just saying it's absolutely horrible. And the, the Biden administration's getting, I mean, they can, they can do whatever they want. But if you actually think this is a solid Christian nation at this point, you guys, I'm just saying, there's nothing Christian about coming out of our administration at all. Nothing whatsoever. Okay, so, you know, I'm just going to hold off talking a little anymore about this particular issue because this show is going by way too quick. I do want to share with you a couple of other things, though, that are in the news that, that you really need to know. And this has to do with the LGBT activism, of course, and the transgender lobby. If you don't think this is a big, huge issue, I dare you, I double dog, triple dog dare you to take the word transgender, put it into a Google News alert, and then see what comes up every day for you. There is a ton of stuff. I mean, there's, there's a ton of stuff. And, um, you know, this gender issue, the gender equality issue, I just saw this absolutely ridiculous thing. And I'm going to play you the audio. This is Representative Rosa DeLauro who's a Democrat in Connecticut. And she is highlighting 
the the vital work this is what it says on townhall.com she's highlighting the vital work that transportation secretary pete buttgig is doing to ensure the quote female dummies are using vehicle crash testing to fight the gender inequity among crash victims okay you gotta listen to this this is absolutely insane listen to this plan to make important investments to uh, address the roadway safety crisis including the critical funding that would accelerate the development and this is an area i've, I've written to you about of the use of female uh, dummies in crash testing this will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash victims okay that is one of the most insane things i think i've ever heard anybody actually say so she is saying okay don't miss this people she's okay so vehicles have crashed tests done right they have these fake mannequin dummies right they usually look like a man she's advocating that they look like women too in order to create equality for a crash victim okay i mean it's hard to even say that with a straight face that that somebody actually this is the democrat party though i mean th this is what's important to democrats okay that you have a female crash doll because you need to have equality there and this isn't even real people this is just a dummy okay all right meanwhile though you have other people who are threatening uh if you don't think that there is a um a threat with um the transgender ideology that's out there and people you got to hear this this is about two minutes and i'm going to pause this here this is actually a man who is a, quote, transgender activist, and he's actually pretending to be a woman. Uh, he's in, quote, transition mode. Basically, he's clearly a man with very long hair at this point. This is him on TikTok. And listen to what this man says, even though he's pretending to be a woman. This is, act, this is and this is the mindset that is under this. Just listen to this. It's, action and a call to arms to everybody within the United States that are scared, worried, have children that are transgender, lesbian, bi, or gay. This is a call to action. You need to arm up. Plain and simple. Go out, buy a gun. Learn how to use it efficiently. Through and through. Because the time to act is now. You need to protect yourself and you need to protect your fellow transgender brothers and sisters and days and thems. You need to protect the rest of us in the LGB community, as I'm going to do myself. I do not fear Christians. I do not fear conservatives. I do not fear evangelicals. And I do not fear Republicans. They just talk a big game. That's all they do. But heaven forbid... You do something in my presence. You're going to know what fear Ooh. actually feels like. Ooh. I'm done. I am done with this shit. We've done the right thing. We've turned the other cheek. We've shouted at the top of our lungs. We've gone to our state legislatures, we've sent emails, we've signed petitions, we've made phone calls, we've done everything. This is a war you want, the war you're going to get. But I can guarantee you, 
it's not going to be it's you're not going to get the outcome you want because there are lots of people like me who are not afraid to die i love my girlfriends to death but i would rather die for them to secure their safety freedom and future than to live and not have anything done so you go ahead this is a call so did you hear that okay so he is he, he said here, this is a call to arms for the transgender community, okay? I don't have to repeat it. You just heard it. But he did say, heaven forbid you do something in my presence, ellipsis. You're going to know what fear actually feels like. And you know, it's also interesting. Did you know how he mentioned Christians there? Did you did you note that? Okay. It's important that you you, you realize that he mentioned Christians, why why do you think he did that my theory is that you know it's biblical christians and right thinking people and there are some democrats in that i i think not not the marxist democrats that that are in our government but the old-timey democrats that used to be like the kennedy type of democrat um, before it went all marxist and common communist um, there are clear thinking people that understand that when an individual has gender dysphoria and they don't feel like they belong in their own body, that there's something wrong in their head, right? This guy is clearly mentally unstable, as all transgender individuals are, which I know that sounds so wrong and hateful and stuff to people who are right thinking. It sounds normal, though, right? What I just said, that's actually normal. It's not hateful. It's actually true. These individuals are mentally unstable. They're mentally, they, they, I mean, anybody who doesn't know if they're a man or a woman and can't, you know, ad admit that what they are is what they are, and they're pumping themselves full of hormones of the opposite gender, uh, and, and now they're threatening violence. Well, this, my theory is that this guy, and I'm not going to call him a woman because he's not a woman, but this man playing dress up. Uh, is threatened by Christians and anybody who holds a biblical worldview because he doesn't like God. He's ultimately mad at God. You know, these people think that God made a mistake, that God put them in the wrong body, blah, blah, blah. That, none of that's true. God doesn't make mistakes. God's perfect. God, God doesn't do anything. What I think is this man most likely was um, addicted to pornography, probably. Um, he could be addicted to hypnoporn, hypnotic pornography. Um, he also clearly has issues with women because he wants to be one. He doesn't want to be a man. It's too hard for him to be a man. Maybe he was molested. Maybe he was raped. I don't know. Most likely, though, a lot of that's in their background. But they're threatening violence, you know, against anybody who opposes. And he mentions Christians in particular. Notice they're not mentioning Muslims here or Buddhists, or Hindus, or anybody else, but just Christians. Why? Why? Think about it. Because God made us male and female. He made us male and female. God made us male and female. That's it. There's only two genders, people. Only two. <sighs> All right. All right, I'm going to play you another clip from this same man. Um, where he is threatening women and 
Here, he actually threatens war and violence against women who refuse to allow men into their restrooms. And as a woman, personally, uh, I don't want a man in my bathroom, just saying. Even at my house, you know, there's, we have a couple of bathrooms in our house. My husband has his bathroom, I have mine, you know. We're, we're, we're rich and wealthy that way. I, I appreciate my own space, but this is, he's talking about public here. Listen to this. Uh, back that up. Hold on. This is a war you want, the war you're going to get. But I can guarantee you, it's not going to be, It's you're not going to get the outcome you want. Because there are lots of people like me who are not afraid to die. I love my girlfriends to death, but I would rather die for them to secure their safety, freedom, and future than to live and not have anything done. So you go ahead. This is a war you want, the war you're going to get. But I can guarantee you, it's not going to be, it's, you're not going to get the outcome you want. Because there are lots of people like me who are not afraid to die. I love my girlfriends to death, but I would rather die for them to secure their safety, freedom, and future than to live and not have anything done. That doesn't even make any sense if you think about it. So that clip actually didn't mention the bathroom thing, but this person's name is Tara. And uh, here is another thing from, quote, Tara, who's actually a man. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm not going to make an individual video for every single one of your comments because this is just simply wasting my time and killing my brain cells. Hmm. So let's address every single one of them. So don't try taking away our rights to be called a woman. No one's taking anything away from you. You see, cisgendered women are taking things away from us. That's a fact. That's okay, if you don't know what cisgender means, because, you know, honestly, you know, you have to be up on the lingo here. Cisgender would be like me, like you and me, like just a girl. I'm a girl. You're a girl. I'm a woman. You're a woman. You're, unless you're a guy, then you're a guy. But, but it means there's only one gender. There's male and female. There's not all this other stuff that they're pretending. It's not up for discussion or debate. Don't like it? Tough shit. Ooh. Not a cis woman. Yes, you are. Get over it. Not a birth giver. Not a bleeder. Well, again, sorry. That's just the way it is. It's another way of identifying people. Now... Uh, so you hear that? Not not a birther, not a bleeder. Um, yeah, let, let's just say, you know, um, a transgender man or woman in this case, so-called... This men, men do not have monthly periods, just saying. I've been married to one for 31 years. Never have I ever seen Randall have a period. On the other hand, he has seen me have one many years ago before I had a hysterectomy. Um, anyway. Now, some things can get a little, are a little bit derogatory, and I will agree with you on that. Mm. I don't go around calling people a, a birth giver or a bleeder. But uh, that's just another way of identifying somebody a little bit more specifically. This isn't free advice. This is narcissism. Uh, honey, you really need to educate yourself a little bit more. Google is free. I already demonstrated that for you in a previous video. Cost you nothing. I am a woman. I breastfeed. I have a menstrual cycle because that's what Mother Nature gave me. I am a woman. I am LGBTQ. I support transgender rights. Well... 
Let's cover that. If you support transgender rights, then you wouldn't have made the first video that you made. That's a fact. Because by the first video that you made, you just further helped the cisgendered people on the conservative side and the far right side <laughs> with, I guess, trying to make us look like idiots. The, the far right side? The conservative side? Huh. You mean by saying that women can breastfeed and stuff and that she's a lesbian who actually is a mother, basically? I mean, come on. And making him look like an idiot? I think he's doing well. I think he's doing that himself. When in quite fact, it's the opposite. <clears throat> I'm going to humbly, humbly give you another chance. Wow. I am a nice person. I'm easy to get along with, but when someone comes at me a certain way, I come at them a million times harder. So I've spoken like a Just woman. Just my friends on here. Wow. I have no problem educating people. Yeah, you do. I have no problem carrying on a conversation with people, and I have no problem answering any question. I'm an open book, regardless of what that question is. If it's, you know, adult in nature, if it's asking about my health, whatever, I don't care. As long as you're a consenting adult and we're, we can have an adult conversation, I'm willing to have it. But when you come at me with this bullshit, mm -mm. <laughs> so he's calling what you what you just heard. He's calling that BS, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, everybody, this is so sad on so many levels, and it's just amazing to me that um, that we have fallen this far in a culture that we currently live in. It's also being reported that um, from NBC News that uh, House Republicans have passed a bill to ban transgender athletes from competing in women's sports. The bill passed with a 219 to 203 vote. Not a single Democrat voted in favor of protecting women in sports. However, despite the bill's passing, it will not pass through the Democratic-controlled Senate and the White House has said Biden would veto the bill, meaning it would not be signed into law. Which I have to tell you that when you see people who are getting uh, beaten up by men and all these other things, when you're seeing real women, biological women, losing to a man in these sports, I mean, this is a travesty on so many levels, and, and I could even do a whole show on just this issue. But the point is, is that... Um, this stuff is going on and people who are against God and his word and his ways are the ones who are advocating for it. And I'm just going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you this. I know a lot of you who, who listen to the show and I want to say thank you. I, I love you all. You know that. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't have grandkids. I don't have children. So why should I care about this issue? Why should, I get, why should I care? Why should I care about any of this going on? You know, I've heard that comment from grandparents that I know. Oh, I don't want to deal with any of this stuff. You know, I just want to put my head in the sand and not look at it. Well, you know what? Here's a newsflash. You're going to have to look at this because this is just going to get worse and worse and worse. 
this has happened before in history. There's nothing new under the sun. All you have to do is look at the book of Ecclesiastes and remember Sodom and Gomorrah people. Um, hello. I'm sure this type of stuff was going on during Sodom and Gomorrah. This is nothing new. But if you're a grandparent and you're a parent, a young woman and young man, if, you're, if you guys are parent and you're biblical, and I know some of you because I, I talked to you, you need to armor up, first of all, and you need to make sure that you protect those kids because this lobby has been after your kids for a very long time. And this transgender thing is just like gone way off the, the rails, you know, with it. And you know what's coming next is the promotion of pedophilia and it's already on its way. And I've been saying this for years. I've been jumping up and down basically saying, look at what's going on here. This, this matters. They're trying to lower the age of consent for sex, number one. Um, and number two, you have people who are purporting to do this stuff under the guise of Christianity as well. And this is where you, as a follower of Christ, not just somebody who believes in Christ, and I'm going to tell you something, okay, this is me, I'm going to be in, in, in exhort mode right now, because this is exactly what needs to be said, and I'm going to say it. If you're just a believer in Jesus, yeah, you're saved. You're saved. If you believe in Jesus for your salvation, you're saved, okay? Once saved, always saved. I believe that. You better become a disciple, <laughs> You know, you need to become a disciple. What does that mean? That means you actually know what Christ stands for, who he is, what he did, and not just the New Testament. We're talking the Old Testament too. You know what? The Bible is historically accurate and stuff. And if you don't know God's word, if you're not in the word of God almost, you know, and you, you study it and understanding it in its context so that you can stand up and protect your family, you know, I'm going to tell you something. The book of Nehemiah is a great place to go because when Nehemiah was commissioned to build that wall, one of the things that he said was we need to do it to protect our families. And the family unit is weak in America because of all the rampant sexual sin that our country has been involved in for decades, right? I mean, I know, I know people, oh, free love is born in the 70s, born in the 60s, you know, and all this other stuff, you know, women's lib and all blah, blah, whatever. You know what? We need real men of God, not wimps. We need, we, we need real men. You know what? I, for one, I have some friends from grad school who were disagreeing with me about this issue. I'm going to say, you know what? You can believe whatever you want, but when you're talking against the Lord's word, <laughs> if you're not a man of God who knows God's word, then I'm going to exhort you as a woman of God to know God's word. You know, because when real men stand for God and his word, what his word really says, not what you want it to say, but what it really says, then the culture will, will change. And you know what? Frankly, I see some of that happening in Tennessee. I see some real men of God standing up and I'm, I'm very blessed by that. But you know what? There's not enough. You know what? First of all, I'm just, I'm just going to say this and I apologize if this steps on your toes. It's not meant to. But if you're addicted to pornography, if you're looking at pornography, man or woman of God, you need to repent and you need to knock it off. And you need to get yourself some help. Because if pornography is part of your issue, and by pornography, I don't just mean, you know, going to websites or looking at whatever. I'm, think, I'm also talking about the crap that you watch 
that's rated M-A, on Netflix or wherever the heck. If you're looking at something and you're listening to something that you would not feel comfortable with Jesus sitting right there with you, then knock it off and change. Do something to change. Because you know what? As long as you're entangled in that sin, you're not going to be effective for the Lord. It's it's bottom line. David, King David, our example, you know, when he was under conviction of sin after you know, he had the murder and did this other, you know, what we all know, the adultery and stuff. It wasn't until he cried out to God. I mean, God sent him a, a prophet to rebuke him. I'm not a prophet, but I'm going to tell you, I've been hurt sexually by men. And I know the impact long term of pornography because of being the victim of it. And if you're involved in that in any way, I don't care what if you're watching a TV show and there's nothing God honoring in it, stop it. You know what? You're not a disciple. You're, you're somebody who's more beholden to what's going on in the world than you are the word of God. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm just, just as an example. And then I'm going to end the show this way. Okay. Beth Moore, a couple of days ago, and I know some people love her. Some people hate her, whatever. Just using her as an example. Beth Moore has over 1 million followers on Twitter, okay? She's probably the number one leading evangelical or former, quote, Baptist evangelical leader, whatever you want to call her, um, in the country, okay? Has over 1 million followers on Twitter. And a couple days ago, she wrote the following. Actually, she she wrote this, and then, then I'm going to play you what she said. She wrote this on April 17th. She wrote, Wanted to share this little bit of Philippians with you fellow servants of Christ Jesus this morning. I tried so hard to get it all in 60 seconds, but I just couldn't do it. So hang on to that and watch for the next one. Okay, so this is Beth Moore talking about the book of Philippians. Well, happy Monday, you good folks. I am at the last little bit of my walk with the dogs this morning, and I've been working on reciting Philippians 1 to the Lord. Yes, I do it on lemonade sheets, so it won't get all gnarly. But toward the end of chapter 1, Paul says something, I think, every time I get to it in my memory work, that uh, this, I want this to be my motive. I want this to be what my ministry is about. And I wonder if you feel the same way. So since I'm persuaded of this, that's at verse 25, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. So that because of my coming to you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus may abound. I want you to just think about this in this culture of platforming and being seen and being followed and all of these crazy things that are so antithetical to the way of Christ, that to have our motive be the progress and joy uh, in the faith of those we serve and... Okay, so that was over. And just so you know, um, part two is the rest. Here's part two. Well, I gotta put up the volume here. And, 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 look at that 26th verse, so that because of my coming to you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus may abound. I just want you to imagine with me what would happen if that kind of thing became what drives us in ministry. And I don't know if the word again means anything to you in particular, but listen, I've been at this 40 years. And, you know, there are a lot of people that I've served before. And, okay, why am I showing up again? 
And I, I just love that. It may be that you're very new to uh, preaching or teaching or communicating or writing. Maybe that doesn't uh, resonate with you, but I can tell you when you've been out there a while, you think, um, all right, what, what, Lord, would I want them to receive from me? I'm gonna teach my heart out. I'm gonna do what you've called me to do, but what, what is my hope for them? And it would be that their boasting in Christ Jesus would abound. I mean, what could be better than that, that they leave your teaching or preaching with their boasting in Christ Jesus increased? Man, you got to love that. All right. And you know what? I agree with her. I, I mean, I don't agree with all of the stuff that she's done. Just don't get me wrong there. But here, the reason I'm bringing this up to you, and I know this is a little bit longer than normal, but is because I wanted to share with you, not only did she say this, right? She's got over a million followers on Twitter. And this particular audio that I just shared with you had the first part had 16,000 views. It had 44,000.7 impressions, which means that 16,000 people of the 44,000 tuned into that one minute, okay? where she was talking about the Lord and reading the book of Philippians. And she said she recites the book of Philippians back to the Lord, which is a great thing. Memorizing scripture, in other words, is what she was actually doing. I don't know. When was the last time you memorized scripture? Like actually big chunks. I dare you to do it. It's actually, it will change your life. But here's the thing that blew me away. So she had 16,000 views on part one. On part two, she had... 4,912 views. So she had four, almost 5,000 views. It was actually lower a couple days ago, but let's say, let's, let's say 4,900 views on part two. And there was 25,000 impressions. And then she actually tweeted right after that. She said, listen, 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 brothers and sisters. If when we speak, teach, preach, witness, or in any way serve people with the gospel, If the end result is that their boasting is in Christ Jesus, not in us, increased, we have done the best part of our jobs. So, you know, so I have to tell you, that is where it's at. Beth Moore, lover or hater, I will tell you, the interesting thing to me was that she had so many few people listen to this because she she was actually talking about the Lord. Meanwhile, though, she actually had a... uh, um, another tweet where, um, where she mentioned elderly women and, um, and our bras being pitched to her in ads that got a gazillion views and people were like all over that. But you talk about Christ and, and trying to point people to boast in him. Why? By reading and meditating on God's word and memorizing it. It's almost like crickets. And Beth Moore knows this. She's she's not a fool. She's done some things I don't agree with. Don't get me wrong there. But she isn't stupid. And she's actually right on that point. So I will just say that my encouragement ultimately is to know what you believe and know why. And you have to open the Bible in order to know that. And most of you do that because you're listening to this show. Otherwise, you wouldn't even care about Bible News Radio because, you know, we're going to talk about the Bible, although I haven't really read any of the Bible in this episode. We know enough to look at what's going on in the name of Jesus. It's not my God. That Jesus being represented by 
the Justins in, Tess, in Tennessee isn't my Christ. No way. But I will tell, tell you what, if that transgender activist is willing to die for what he believes, do you think you're willing to die for what you believe? Are you willing to deny yourself, to crucify your flesh, to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation where you're actually reading and studying the Bible and trying to actually learn it in context and memorize it? You know what? It's time to stop being lazy people. It's time to stop being a believer in Christ. It's time to be a disciple. It's time to be a disciple, to practice what God told us to, and to be bold in our faith, to stand up in the public square, and to make make the truth known. You know, Jesus is not a black woman. Jesus is the Savior. He's the Lord, and he's the King of Kings, and he's the Lord of Lords. And he is the one that rules the world. He's the one that has the whole world in his hand. He's the one that knit you together in your mother's womb. He is the one that you need to worship. Not the one, not the false Jesus of the culture, because the false Jesus of the culture is leading people straight to hell. And if we, re- and, and I will tell you, and, and I know, I will tell you that this Christ that these people are preaching, they don't believe in hell, Right? This is the best they got, but you know what? I I cringe to think what would happen if any of us got a glimpse of what God has prepared for the devil and his angels in that fiery pit. We are blessed if we know Christ Jesus and him crucified. We are blessed to know that we will have eternal life and we'll live with him forever. And because of that... Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And that has to be our, our motive as well. It's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. You know, I don't live it out perfect. I try, you know. <laughs> I, you know I was just telling a good friend of mine a couple of days ago, I was struggling recently. Not, not in a, you know, abnormal way. I was just telling her, you know, I haven't read the Bible every day like I normally do. And And it wasn't that I hadn't read the Bible every day. I read the Bible every day, but it wasn't like I was reading it like I normally do, which is like an hour a day or something, you know, and I could tell the difference, you know, the enemies attacking me in my dreams and other things. I could tell the difference. I was feeling weary, you know, and my sister told me, she's like, you know, why don't you start reading in Psalm 1, you know, and I said, I have it memorized. And she's like, just read it anyway, you know, I'm like, you know, you're right. Thank you. Thank you for encouraging me just to get back and read a psalm, you know. And so if that's where you're at, you know, just start in Psalm 1. Read Proverbs, you know. Uh, reach out to me if you want an accountability partner to to check in with. Because you know what? It gets hard. You know, that's what I'm here for. Don't forget, download our HeartTug app. Um, and you can, um, you know, listen to the HeartTug moments I got in there. Uh, we went through all of, all of Psalm 119 in there. Um, and then you can listen to some archive stuff we have. And you can uh, listen to some of Randall's music and see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that we've done in there. Just go to your app store, download HeartTug International mobile app, um, and, and get involved. And by the way, if you want to donate to our ministry, we would greatly appreciate and benefit greatly from that. Um, since we've been banned on YouTube, it's cost us way more money. And uh, we have expenses, and if you get benefit from the show, I pray that, you know, I just ask you to consider becoming a monthly donor to our show. Um, and I want to thank you. Those of you who are, are listening and you already do donate once a month, 
um, and you've committed to that, thank you. And those of you who donate periodically, thank you. Anybody that donates anything to us, thank you to any of you, <laughs> to all of you. Um, and don't forget also, when you donate, also pray for me. Um, please pray for me because I need prayer. I need a lot of prayer um, for discernment, for wisdom, for peace, uh, for protection, um, because this is a real war. And if you don't, and, and you know that, it, this is a real war. Um, and sadly, the children are the focus of this war. And um, so I just pray that somehow this show encouraged you and equipped you a little bit. Feel free to email me anytime and give me your feedback. If you're listening to this on Spotify, feel free to leave me a comment here on Spotify as well. And I will see you again soon, Lord willing, next week here on Bible News Radio. Remember, you were born for such a time as this. You were called for such a time as this. So go make a difference for the Lord.